Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere, the podcast, the show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier, and then we talk about it and we find out how it went. And today's guest is actual human treasure Sam Burns, everybody. His assignment uh, was around looking out for your future self. Uh, that's a very important thing, so we'll get into a little bit about what that looks like, what that was like for him. Um, just a, just a lovely chat, you guys. Just such a good one. It was, this was one of those ones where it was like, this was a great chat, this was a great episode of a podcast, but also just like a really nice conversation with a human person. <laughs> I know we're all kind of desperate for human contact right now, but, uh, yeah, just one of those, one of those days that I was just like, oh, that was such a lovely day and such a lovely chat with my good friend Sam. Um, if you want to go f- support Sam's work in general, you can follow him on Instagram at Sam Sam Burns. You can follow him on Twitter at Sam Burns with a Z 93. Um, and most importantly, go immediately right now, download his album. Uh, it's called Bing Bing. Uh, you can get it wherever you're getting this podcast. It's easy. You, you're already familiar. You already know how to type things into a search bar. Go type in Sam Burns Bing Bing. Uh, even just for the satisfaction of having typed something as silly sounding as Sam Burns Bing Bing into a search bar. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, you can like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, you can go follow me on social media at, at Hamiltrace. And in the meantime, please enjoy this conversation with Sam Burns. Bing Bing! How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm great. I like your hat wall. Thank you very much. I'm in the middle of reorganizing my apartment, so everything is in boxes or like bags for giveaway right now. So I feel like I'm living inside of a, a storage facility, but <laughs> but I've hey. got a wall of hats. So it's a home. That's great. <laughs> that's a great home. Yeah, that's when you know. Yeah, right? Um, so yeah. we start with an honest, how are you? So how are you doing for real? Uh, for real? I'm doing pretty good, actually. Yeah? I'm feeling, uh, past couple weeks were just kind of like Groundhog Day. Just like the same old, I don't know, just felt like the same old, same old with uh, the pandemic and everything. And, uh, but as of, I don't know, a couple days ago, I'm, I'm back in the swing of things, feeling like myself again, being aware of what I'm eating. That's huge. And all that. So I am, I am feeling better. It is. I know. What was the shift? Yeah. Like what made you start, start eating better, Um, taking better care of yourself? uh, Well, kind of like the future self. Yeah. Definitely like. All right. Well then, yeah, yeah, let's, let's get into your assignment. So. Okay, so yes, your assignment. Uh, I told you that you had to look out for your future self continually. So that could be, I think I told you like 15 minutes from now, Sam might be like, oh, you should have a glass of water now, right? Or a way of taking care of next week, Sam would be going to get groceries to eat better. Um, Or like a year from now, Sam might be working on a comedy thing or whatever. But that there are all of these little ways throughout the day that you can continually look forward to your future self and look out for him uh so yeah tell me about it how did it go uh it went good it was actually interesting because it's like 
I feel like it's something that I've been doing for a bit and just not even, I guess, putting a name to it. Yeah, not consciously. Yeah, because I feel like with me, like, uh, especially with like food and like eating out, um, it really affects me like the next day. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll eat Popeye's chicken and I'll feel fine for that day. But then it like, goes into that next day and I'm, and I'm like why do I feel all like cloudy and like mm-hmm. like blah like low energy a lot of the time and you won't even clock it because like you're only really aware of what's happening to you right now you're like oh I'm not doing anything in this moment that should make me feel like this but you don't realize exactly. the impact that like every decision that you make impacts your future self particularly with food because it's literally yeah, yeah. what you're fueling your body with <laughs> yeah yeah, so I, I kind of caught on to that maybe like uh, like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, uh, do I want to eat Popeye's chicken? Or I got, I got like, I got salad in the fridge though. I know I'll feel better tomorrow mm-hmm. if I just do that. So I, uh, yeah, so I, I was like, oh yeah, I guess I have been doing this. But then I am also conscious when I am, eating junk food I'm like oh you're gonna hate this tomorrow yeah why are you doing this but then it's like it's a treat Mm -hmm. a little treat for me but it's like yeah you're gonna you're gonna pay for it but there are many things like that like many times that we know that we're not making the best decision but we do it anyway Uh, I think that happens in all kinds of little ways all of the time particularly in a time like this where you maybe are leaning a little harder on your coping mechanisms So you're more likely to give in to like, oh, I need this. I need this treat. I need this thing that I know isn't good for me, but will make me feel better in the moment. You just need to get through that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, I guess you assigned me this like maybe like two weeks ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had a delay on this one because I had booked you a couple weeks ago and then my computer died. (laughs) Rest Rest in peace, laptop. Uh, <laughs> How long did you have that? Like 10 years or something? Eight. Eight years. Wow. I had that computer. Yeah. It was, like long, it was a good long, it was a good long year. Yeah. Yeah. It was loved. <laughs> yeah. In dog years, it was like in its 60s, you know. <laughs> it was time to it retire. Time yeah. Yeah. Hang up the jersey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you had a good long time doing this. I was wondering, like, uh, I, I knew once once my computer died and we couldn't have you on that week, I was like, oh, okay. So like, he might have to do this assignment for like three weeks altogether, uh, which I <laughs> totally realized might not happen and that would be fine. Yeah, but I mean, it was already something that I kind of did already. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, I will, it wasn't like straight for, um, yep. uh, but yeah. It was good, like with just uh, exercise, mm-hmm. and I guess just like knowing yourself, like yes. knowing, like I know I'll feel better if I do this. I know I'll feel better later if I do this. And, it's funny um, how difficult it is. Yeah, so I've to, just been to I've recognize your own needs. It's really difficult to just recognize what you actually need. A lot of the time. Yeah very difficult or what will make you well, feel it was better. Int- like because when i first moved yeah no for sure um 
or like even just listening to your body like if you're super tired mm-hmm. to like just stay in and like hang out yeah but like I don't know I feel like it's something it's like no I should go out but now I'm just out and tired yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is serving you nothing <laughs> it's not it's not um, actually making you I, feel uh, I was thinking of this though that when I first moved to Toronto I was like 20 and the thought of thinking ahead just didn't exist yeah. like especially from like honestly to like I was 25 so like yeah. a good five years of just like living in the moment spend all the money and I thought of a phrase I always used was um We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Mm-hmm. I said that all the time. I don't, I don't have money for uh, rent at the end of the month. Ah, mm-hmm. we'll cross that bridge when we get there, though. And yeah. it's the end of the month, and I'm like, what the hell? I'm, gonna, I'm looking <laughs> at shit to sell in my room. I was like, oh, man. Like, it's, yeah. But it was just like, go, 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 and have fun, and, you know, do whatever you want. And then you know once that, I hit 25. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not surprised that it was 25 um for a biological reason of uh that the part of your brain that controls consequences and future thinking doesn't fully form until you're between 25 and 30. really yeah so that part of your brain hasn't grown yet so that's why like teenagers and people in their early 20s are so reckless and have no sense of consequences and feel so invincible because the part of their brain that tells them they're not literally doesn't exist yet Oh my god. <laughs> that explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> that just explained my entire I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my mom that. Yeah. Do it. I was such a bad teenager. <laughs> I have talked to it's your not mom. It's my fault. I don't have the thing yet. I've I've talked to your mom before. You have. Uh, yeah, you do have you remember that? <laughs> yeah, years ago. Um, me That's and, wild. uh, and Kara Connors, who's well, also been on this podcast, show, right? Yeah. We had a show called, we called your mom, uh, yeah. where we would call comedians moms and ask them questions about the comedian we were having on, um, which I don't know if you know this, yes. that, that is now a, a very successful show and podcast hosted by Beth Stelling. <laughs> it is. Yes. I've heard of it. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, ah, so- damn, that was a good idea. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah that but, was really fun oh and your mom your mom's she didn't embarrass you too much. she didn't yes. embarrass you too much uh no she's lovely lovely lady say hi to your mom for me <laughs> well i will um but yeah i think I we, oh, we yeah, could all be a little years, more though, forgiving like, of ourselves yeah, no for those self. early 20s we could all be a little more forgiving of the fact that we weren't paying attention to consequences and stuff like that, knowing that like biology was inhibiting you from doing that. We're lagged. We're lagged. We're lagged. Oh, I can hear you now. Okay, we're good. (laughs) We're good. (laughs) Get the ball rolling again. (laughs) Can't wait until we can do this in the studio again. (laughs) Oh my gosh, no. Zoom, I, it's it's a new art form, really. Zoom calling. It is. Yeah. It is. It's taxing as well. It's a it's a whole different yeah. amount of energy output than seeing someone in person. I've been doing therapy on Zoom since mm-hmm. this whole thing, right? So yes, it's yeah, it's a new 
new style, I guess. But what's I your know. therapist's first name? I always ask. Jen. Jen. Shout out yeah. to Jen. I will. <laughs> and I will. I've looked her up on Facebook. Can't find her. Is that weird? <laughs> Is that weird to do? <laughs> if I were your therapist, I would ask, why did you feel the need to look me up on Facebook? <laughs> oh, she's cool. <laughs> I kind of want to see what her life's like. I don't yeah. really know much about her. <laughs> Which is as it should be. As it should be. I know. <laughs> I know because I, I catch like I'll be asking her lots of questions, like, how's your weekend? And this and that. Mm -hmm. She's like, enough about me. Yeah. Not asking about me. You're you're just you're deflecting. <laughs> oh, Jen, you know me too well. I know, right? That's what you need. Especially a comedian. Like a comedian knows how to take over the room. Yeah. And so comedians can be very good at taking over the session in therapy <laughs> and, and, and driving it. Uh, <laughs> work. Yeah. Where are you from? Exactly. What do you do for a living? It's like, you know what I do. Oh, right. Therapist. My therapist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, How do you think um, that you will continue to add in ways that you take care of your future self? um like what things are you not think, doing currently that you think would still be beneficial to add um on? i think like like uh money stuff money yep. things that's a big one yeah kind of like like i have a i have savings but like i don't know just like sitting down with a bank person see i don't even know what mm -hmm. they're called like you sit down <laughs> with, a, with a bank guy or whatever and then like have them like set up a plan or something like i don't know i need to sit down with someone and mm. do that because yeah future sam would like a car yeah and uh and a house or or uh, just a, a a nicer place you know no roommates mm -hmm. eventually so it would so, be nice to start getting ahead and setting him up to be able to have that absolutely yeah 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 um and i think it's it's honestly like knowing myself like thinking that far ahead is pretty like impressive for yeah, me that's huge yeah so i'm happy um, for you for that oh thank you yeah i actually told my therapist about this this yeah? podcast yeah she loved it nice like, oh my gosh that is so great <laughs> yeah we did it we did a tough run before i came in here yeah so, therapist yeah. endorsed podcast that you're listening to right now <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like uh, during this time, I've maybe not been as good at looking out for my future self. Okay. Uh, it's something I'm tuning into and trying to be better about. Um, but I feel like uh, I've been going back and forth. There have been lots of like waves for me in my like mental health and self care and stuff like that through this time, which I think everybody has sort of found absolutely yeah yeah but yeah i've definitely had like some dips where i was just like who cares future tracy won't mind that i only eat pizza exactly yeah mm -hmm. yeah i was thinking that like what um gets you out of thinking that way like uh future sam like it's yeah it, it's like uh, my I thing's always like i can treat myself or something it's like mm -hmm. it's a I reward wanna, yeah i don't want to go for a run today I, I deserve a day off, but yeah. then I feel like 
I'm very easy to like spiral into mm -hmm. not doing anything for, and it's been like two weeks, you know what yeah. I mean? I think it's really like changing what you view as reward. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a big thing. Like, uh, if you're, if the example is like, I could go for a run, but I'm tired. I deserve to not have to go for a run. Yeah. Really, it should be like, I deserve exercise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a great way to look at it, yeah. Like, I deserve this. I've uh, given this assignment out before of um, whatever your, like, to-do list is in your head of, like, oh, I have to go for a run. I have to get groceries for tomorrow. I have to blah, blah, blah. Changing it to I want to instead nice so yeah. instead of like i have to go for a run i have to get groceries it's i want to go for a run i want to get groceries cool because you're acknowledging for yourself in that moment that it's a good thing for you and then it takes it out of feeling so much like a chore a chore exactly. yeah yeah wow that's yeah that's huge i'm gonna definitely do that good <laughs> yeah. or like i have to write today i have yeah. to absolutely write something mm -hmm. and then there's like pressure Absolutely. And then it becomes what you're saying when you're saying I have to blah, blah, blah. You're already putting yourself down for not having already done it. Yeah. Right. When yeah. you're saying like, I have to write what you're really doing is beating yourself up for not having already written. Yes, absolutely. You know? So if you change it to something like I want to write or I get to will also work in this. Um, so like I get to write. That's awesome. Today. Yeah. I get to get groceries today. And then it puts your mind in a space of gratitude of being like, aren't I lucky to be able nice. to like simple things, like go get groceries, uh, like have a, awesome. an, have a home to clean, you know, it puts you in a gratitude yeah. mindset, which is huge and changes everything. I'm going to definitely do that. I'm going to fire my therapist. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've got lots of free time years. right now. So <laughs> I'm calling Jen up now. I'm sorry, Jen. I know you're really excited about this idea initially. I've stolen your business. <laughs> no audio. Oh no. Yeah, we're just gonna keep having this problem. And we're back. And we're back. Yeah, we're back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's too bad we don't have sponsors uh such natural places Whip for a commercial there. break exactly <laughs> put a sprite ad right there exactly stamps.com <laughs> uh. <laughs> exactly <laughs> all of those standard podcast businesses exactly oh boy okay well uh i'm super happy to hear that this is i'm in went well and resonated with you yeah yeah it really did and it, um and what you were just talking about changing the i have to mm -hmm. do i get to or i want to that's uh that's a new thing i just learned yeah doing this with you so for me i often like uh if i try to think about what's happening in my brain when i'm not looking out for future self I think I see future self as like, I don't know, some kind of like nagging annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, future self is going to be 
so mad at me for not doing this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yourself such a square. Right? Yeah. We're like, and I think it, it's good in a way to sort of hold future self as seeming like a separate person from your current self, because sometimes we can be more likely to take care of someone else than we are to take care of ourselves. Um, For sure. but, but then at the same time, when I hold it as a different person, I'm also like, oh, a fucking future Tracy all up in my business, always judging me. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Judging the shit out of me. But because well, I look I've at get... the old me as like mm -hmm. old me, so yeah, I look at it. It's kind of like a different person, almost. Yeah. You know, it is, yeah. and like even uh, like right now in my therapy, my therapist's name is Cat. Um, <laughs> right, right now in my therapy, yeah, Cat, <laughs> she's great. Um, <laughs> but we're doing some like childhood stuff right now, and uh, so uh, with the inner child work, um. It's sort of like there are different yous that are frozen in time at different ages. Okay. And so to work through it, you sort of look at them like separate people. Oh. So there, she'll have me do a lot of exercises where it's like, we're talking about something from when I was 12, you know? And it, it's like, okay, close your eyes and like imagine that you're with your 12-year-old self. You, your adult self are in the room with your 12-year-old self. And then you like talk to them and comfort them or like talk them through what they're going through. Basically like you're coming in as an adult to parent your younger selves, which is kind of a mind fuck. <laughs> Jeez. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that can get heavy too. Woo. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. it definitely does for sure. But it is like so freaky how helpful that is to, yeah. to recognize that there are all of these like separate yous all in the same place. Cause it allows you to sort of separate, um, uh, like not like you're not identifying with that part of yourself, um, but you can look at it a little more objectively. Mm-hmm. Right. So it doesn't feel so close to you. It doesn't feel so personal. So you're able to go in as your adult self with all of these, you know, all of the knowledge and experience and coping mechanisms that you have as an adult. You can visit your child self and use that stuff to help them. Almost like you're time traveling. Yes. <laughs> also like, you're also like helping a friend. Like you're just mm -hmm. being a good friend and giving exactly. them advice. Yeah. That's advice that I, that I give constantly. <laughs> yeah. Talking to my girlfriend about that. It's like, whenever any of my friends are going through something, I'm always like, I feel like I'm, I'm really good at like listening and also like saying like, oh, you know, you know, giving advice or just mm -hmm. telling me everything will be all right. And I was like, man, what if, like, what if I use that on myself? Yeah. You know, I need to be my own friend. That's yeah. What I'm that's what I've learned. You know what? My the listeners will be so happy that you said that because that's something I've said to so many people. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're yeah, when you have a problem or you're beating yourself up and stuff, it's really, really helpful to put it through the filter of like, if a friend were coming to me with this, what would I say to them? Yeah. Exactly. You know, and it's often much gentler and much kinder than Unless what your instinct is to talk to yourself. 
what's your mean to your friends and then you're just like shut the fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you're a shitty friend this exercise will not help (laughs) what do you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah just being able to to separate from your problems a little bit to be able to look at them from the outside and then come back to them with a little more perspective that's huge right oh the audio's out great <laughs> oh now it's back there you go <laughs> i'll be honest i was even trying to act a little bit that's why i appreciate that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a good actor <laughs> i didn't want to ruin the flow good actor just nodding yeah mm-hmm. I'm one of the best Zoom actors out there. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have you done any Zoom auditions? They're weird. I have. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, yeah, have you been like in waiting rooms? Yeah. Yeah. So you can just like see other, but no one's talking. You see, you see people like rehearsing and like shadow boxing yep. and getting the zone. Oh, it's super weird. It's super weird. I do kind of like though that like uh because I mostly go out for like commercials and stuff like that like I don't do anything big so those auditions are like five seconds long you know like like I don't think people realize how short it is like it's not like Uh you're in the room for 20 minutes and you do it a few times I've had an audition once where uh the the whole audition was that I had to walk into the room sit in a in an office chair and spin around for 30 seconds looking bored Oh my and that God. was the whole audition i just went in i sat in this chair i spun around for 30 seconds and then they were like thank you very much <laughs> and then i got up and i left yeah and that like awesome. I, super positive it's great i oh, live man. like way in the west end of toronto so like oh, it takes yeah. me like an hour to get out to the casting sure. place and then i go in for five seconds spin around in a chair looking bored and then i travel an hour back home so in yeah. that way the zoom auditions are kind of nice <laughs> I know there's been so many times where it's like hour and a half commute mm-hmm. take the headphones out do the like yep. sip of the cup and then just like what's good <laughs> and podcast right back in yep. <laughs> yeah yeah you haven't even missed like it's still the same like, topic oh yeah they haven't even moved on in the conversation of the podcast you haven't even paused it <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've done, um, I, I remember there's this one time at this audition, I, I don't know if you can hear mm-hmm. Hello. I can okay. hear you. Okay. I just, I was saying, um, at this one, I was like working and like my agent was super like, I think they like you like you, uh, they they asked for you and like I don't know I didn't know mm-hmm. if any of this was true but, but he was saying all this stuff and uh so I like went on my lunch break I like asked them to like schedule me at a certain time and and uh I got I went went in a cab and spent like 50 dollars mm-hmm. and uh went in and it was for the role of pepperoni boy <laughs> <laughs> and then again 10 seconds thanks perfect left got in another 40 dollar (laughs) cab i was like this is so demeaning this i just feel i don't know if i want to do this again 
Also, though, like just being so stressed <laughs> out for pepperoni. <laughs> I do. I'm an and actor. I, I mean, I mean this in the kindest way possible. If I was casting a role for Pepperoni <laughs> Boy, yes. I would absolutely be like, get Sam Burns on the phone. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I I'll take it. I'll take it. I got I got to pay rent, right? <laughs> the role you were born to play, Pepperoni Boy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe my new stage name. Who knows? Yeah. New character always, on stage. I'm always With amazed at the, the things that I actually get cast in are never things that I think that I'm castable as. Right. Like I get cast as like middle-aged women with children who are like 13. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this shot is gonna look ridiculous. Uh, like yeah. it's gonna be me and what appear to be my siblings. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is. Yeah, like I get ID'd aggressively when I buy a lighter. <laughs> like. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> lay enough cherry bombs with this thing. Right, like is it a fireworks kid? Scam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hollywood, right? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so what other things are you like working on in yourself right now? What are things that have your attention in your inner world? Um, a really big uh, breakthrough actually. Yeah? Um, yeah. It's, uh, well, it came from actually funny enough the new Adam Sandler movie that came out. Okay. Um, like <laughs> Halloween or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm a, I love Adam Sandler. It's kind of, I just, I grew up with them and like everything he does, I just love. Mm -hmm. And uh, my girlfriend's not really crazy about him. And so we watched, we put it on and like five minutes in, he's got like a goofy voice in it. Mm -hmm. Five minutes in, my girlfriend's like, he's not going to talk like that the whole time, is he? And I was like, yeah. And then she was just kind of like, okay. And I was like, all right, let's just watch something else. And then in my head, I was like, you gotta let people not, people are allowed to not like things that yeah. you like. And, you know, my girlfriend's just so great because she's always just like, okay, I'll watch another Adam Sandler movie of me mm -hmm. being like, okay, this is a good one. And watch, watch this scene. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, mm -hmm. And I had that growing up too with my friends. I was a huge Lil Wayne fan. And just like my friend didn't really like Lil Wayne. Mm -hmm. And I just keep like trying and trying, playing him song after song for years. And him just being like, I'm not into him. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and it, I, I don't know really where that comes from, but it was definitely like people are allowed to not like things that yeah. you love. Yep. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like uh, your taste is fine without being validated by somebody else exactly yeah and i would even and it was i would feel like kind of like ah oh, like i let like ah oh, man i failed mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't convert them yeah which it's it might have something to do with my dad my dad's mm -hmm. like a huge music guy mm -hmm. and i remember just growing up just always playing you know <laughs> like blink 182 <laughs> and mm -hmm. like some 41 yeah the dad, classics. Like, 
with these just like yeah i don't know i don't get it and i it might be that like trying to yeah and you being like but i really want you to get it <laughs> and like especially it. if you're cool and you're into music and stuff it's like i really want you to say that this is cool <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah and so that i think like is now as i get older i was dealing with just this like, i want people to like it and yeah thanks adam sandler i, I just kind of like let go thank you adam sandler yeah thank that's you. great that's yeah. a that's a big thing that would come up all the time in comedy because that's also sort of what we're doing in stand up yeah. all the time is being like I think this is funny do you think this is funny Oh my god <laughs> yeah to an annoying extent yes Yeah and like it's a requirement of our job that they do agree and believe yeah. that it is funny exactly. <laughs> So if you have that same experience of like if instead of it being you showing your girlfriend an Adam Sandler movie, if it's you showing an audience these jokes that you've worked on and they go, no, not really for me, then it's like, oh, I haven't done my job tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So some of that might also play into it where like that stuff comes up when somebody doesn't like something that you're trying to get them onto. Because you're like, I haven't done my job. It's my job to get yeah. you to like this. Yeah. Yeah. And funny enough, even with like stand up, there's been plenty. I'll just, I'll be like, ah, I don't know. I think, I, mm -hmm. I think you'll like it again. Like I'll, I'll do it for like 15 times. Yeah. I think this is funny though. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's not. <laughs> Move on. I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to know. Maybe though. it's a tweet. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to know when to let something go. Sometimes it's yes. like, oh, maybe this just, it, yeah, isn't a stand-up joke. Maybe this is a tweet or a sketch or like a show, you know? <laughs> maybe right. maybe it's not a stand-up joke. Maybe it was meant to be something else. Or maybe you'll tell that bit over and over to different audiences over the course of months and months and months and it doesn't work. And then you make one small change to it and suddenly it's fire. Bam. You know? Exactly, yeah. So when you have a bit that you believe in your heart is truly really funny and an audience isn't connecting to it, it's really hard to know when to let that bit go. Yeah. Because you're constantly like, oh, but what if I'm right on the brink of figuring out how to make it work? Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you ever had it where you let a bit go and then it kind of comes back? Like yes. you'll bring it out maybe a couple months later and then it starts like working because you can connect it to like another thing or whatever it just for some reason you needed that break from it absolutely yeah you needed yeah. to just take a step back from it and get some perspective like when like new comedians ask me for advice on that like new comedians will be like oh i have this bit and like i really like it but it's not working and stuff and they've tried everything they can that's usually what i tell them is like just put it away for now it's not gone like just put it in storage in your brain yeah and then later you're going to find out where that fits or what was funny to you in that bit will come into another bit that you do in the future. Absolutely. And it feels like, so good when that happens. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> yeah. You just finished like a puzzle piece. Like, yeah. I found a home for you. <laughs> yeah. Nothing is as satisfying as that feeling. It feels so good. Oh yeah. It's great. I've also had bits where like, it's continually not working 
and then I put it in front of a slightly different crowd and then it's fine. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> the ones where I'm like, oh, I like, yeah, it was really just that I needed a very slight change in who was listening to the joke for it to be able to work. Like, uh, yeah, that happens all the time, particularly with the trying to balance between like open mics where you're only performing for comedians and then like book shows where you're performing for like audience members. What works in those rooms is often so different from each other that like things that, things that make comedians laugh, sometimes an audience is not going to respond to at all, but comedians love this joke. Yeah. Or the opposite, where, like, actual audience members die laughing at this joke, and comedians are like, whatever. Whatever, yeah. So oh, it, can, yeah. it can be hard in open mics to get a sense of how your material is actually going to work in front of an audience sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like the mental... I don't know if that's the right word I'm using, the mental state, but, like, when people go out for comedy and they buy a ticket and they're sitting down and the lights are like, there's like a different Mm -hmm. energy. 100%. So they're going to, most of the time, if it's a good show, most of the time they're going to be like, maybe not easier, but they're going to be, they're going to be on board. They want it to be good. They want it to be good. for Like they got a babysitter. They drove here. They paid money. They're hoping that you make them laugh. Exactly. most of the time every i mean of course i definitely know people who go to comedy shows with sort of the intention of like oh you think you're funny like oh yeah okay, okay make me laugh like then you. make me laugh it's like a challenge yeah like what, what <laughs> like, are you doing nobody makes my body do things i don't want it to do i'm not yeah. gonna laugh you just like <laughs> eh, meh yeah you're okay <laughs> exactly i did a show this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. I did a show in this small town. And uh, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but this is actually what happened. Okay. There was a paraplegic woman mm-hmm. who, uh, like, had no, she could move her hands or legs. Uh, and I guess her friend just had, like, a long straw into a wine glass. And so she was just, like, glass after glass after glass. And then uh, after the show, I had like a pretty meh set. And she like, she like rode up to me. We were inside still, trashed. And she's just like, she's like, eh, you're okay. And I was like, oh, all right. She's like, better luck next time. And then she drove into a pile of chairs. <laughs> and like chairs and things like started screeching everywhere. And, uh, I don't know why I just thought of that, but. But it is funny though. Sometimes like, yeah, we put so much stock in the audience's opinion of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, should I really care what this very drunk woman, like who just knocked over a bunch of chairs thinks about me? <laughs> yeah. Like, do exactly. I really care? <laughs> and yeah. if I do, why do I care? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. It's, why do I care? That's the that's the burning question, I think, for all comedians. Yes, but then if you didn't care, you wouldn't be doing it, right? Exactly. So, yeah, it's find the it's find the the balance, Absolutely. the healthy amount of caring and not caring. Yeah, and I think like just in life in general, in just how you hold other people's opinions of you, that that's a valuable thing. Like even if you're not a comedian, 
how much stock do you put in what other people think about you or judgments that other people make on you and how much does that actually matter it, yeah because you see i feel like when you're when you're an old person you kind of don't give a shit anymore because i guess yeah. like the mortality like you're kind of goes out the window so who gives a shit mm-hmm. i've been thinking about that a lot i'm like i I'm kind of like looking at old people like we should all just be like yeah shaping our lives kind of like how they are because mm-hmm. they know more than all of us they've been around longer so they say that your 50s are the happiest for most people really uh, yeah that your 50s are the best because uh you're old enough that like you've let go of most of your bullshit that you're just sort of like you realize like it doesn't matter I don't care what this person thinks of me I'm just gonna do what I what I believe and and like follow my own path and and who cares you also in your 50s usually like your life is already set up you know like you're not building it from scratch like we are right now where it's like you already have like you're settled in your life you have your career and and stuff like that you've got your family if you have kids usually by that time they're grown so you have more freedom yeah. again uh so yeah apparently your 50s are supposed to be great <laughs> all right <laughs> I'm counting down yeah we can look forward to that but i think yeah it's just trying to like pull more of that mindset into the now of like to bring it back to your assignment of like thinking about your future self think about yourself 20 years from now like does he care yeah. <laughs> about this like yeah really like my my late 20s compared to my early 20s like completely different guy mm-hmm. and i'm then i just kind of use that as like if i'm feeling a certain way kind of down on myself or you know i'll just be like just imagine when you're because i'm 27 now imagine when you're 37 you're gonna be mm-hmm. looking back when you're 27 like god that guy worried too much or yeah. that this and that at least I hope I, I think that's how I'll go because I'm already so. so different and I'm just gonna keep changing it's one of those things where like you yeah it's if you're looking back on your past self or your past behavior or the way that you took care of yourself in the past and you're sort of cringing at it that probably means that you've had a lot of growth and that you're doing a lot better right like if you were to be looking back at early 20s Sam and thinking like yeah he was doing it all right it's fine <laughs> like <laughs> i'm totally totally cool to just continue being exactly the same uh then that would be different right like the fact that you're able to recognize the difference means that there's been a tremendous amount of growth and that yes. will continue and like five years from now you'll look back at you now and see yeah, all yeah. of the ways that you've improved and that'll hopefully continue on and on down the line absolutely and therapy's helped me huge in that sense. Therapy's noticing, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Noticing improvements and like, and yeah, changes of, and like, I don't know if I didn't have therapy, I, I feel like I would just be kind of lost, really. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's very easy to just get on autopilot, right? And uh, just to do everything automatically the way that you instinctually want to without thinking about it. Um, and then even if all that therapy does is just pull you out a little bit more so that you can be a little more mindful of your behavior in the moment, mm. then that's huge, huge. Cause you'll be able to see it from a different perspective. And then that's yeah. how you make change. Yes. 
God bless therapy. <laughs> we love change. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I had similar experience in that, like, I look at myself from age, like, 20 to 25, or for me, probably, like, 20 to maybe, like, 28, even, and I can see, like, oh, that was a markedly different person than the person that I am now, oh, and yeah. it's, some, it's something that even, like, my friends who have known me through, like, years at this point have also clocked the, like, when they see me now, they're like, you are very different than you were before. Um, and I feel that it's in a good way. I hope that yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that can be taken in a different way. Yeah. You've changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're different. You're not the same. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully we all go that way, that we just continue to pay more attention and uh, to take care of our future self by being better to our current self and more forgiving as well yes big time more forgiving big time that's a big one because even if you are doing the thing of like trying to take care of your future self and trying to do the best you can if you're beating yourself up for the ways that you fall short in that it's still not going to be beneficial for you um right. because if because it, we're very quick to punish ourselves and an easy way to punish yourself is to take worse care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like that's why if you if you're feeling shitty about yourself or how you're doing, you're going to be way more likely to eat Popeyes, way more likely what? to not go for a run. Because to go back to the like reward mindset, if you're beating yourself up, you might be viewing it in the moment or telling yourself that it's like oh, I'm feeling shitty right now, so I deserve Popeyes. I deserve to not go for a run. But what's really happening is you're punishing yourself and you're saying, I don't deserve good food. I don't deserve exercise. Yes, exactly. It really just all comes down to being kind to yourself. Just in general. Yeah. Just everything does, <laughs> truly. Absolutely. And being kind to other people, of course. Of course. The odd time. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we're we're coming close to the end of our time. I think we're I'm not... too nice to uh some people. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. We've got we've got about yeah. 10, 10 minutes left. So we'll go into like some oh, sure. final some finalish thoughts. So uh tell me about being too nice to people. Um I don't like not to get too crazy and mm -hmm. deep into stuff, but like I've definitely dated some um, some people that were in my earlier days, my early twenties. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the nicest, maybe toxic. Yep. And uh, kind of put up with it. And when you're in that relationship, you start believing the stuff. Yep. And um, yeah, and I'm in a great relationship right now. And it's wonderful. Yeah, and I guess I kind of had to have those bad relationships to like. Yeah, see, to be like, able oh, to shit. appreciate this now and to see how different it is and to be able to recognize that something is healthy because you know what it looks yeah. like when it's not. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, think, I think that's a great way of framing that for yourself and, and a way of practicing gratitude, even for the hard stuff, that it's enabled you to have a different perspective now. I think that's very good. Yeah. I uh, Similar for me, I have definitely been in some relationships where I let people treat me in a way that 
is not okay. And yeah. So yeah, I think when you're when you're in those relationships, it's very difficult to recognize in the moment um, the damage that you're doing to yourself and your future oh. self by staying in it. I think like I've talked to many other people who have had traumatic relationships or or been in toxic situations, and I've I I love having the conversation about like why did we stay? Yeah. And uh, so frequently what it is is that uh you're like you stay because you're strong like you stay because you're like oh it's okay like i recognize that this is inappropriate i recognize that this person is saying something insulting to me but i'm smart and uh, like i'm strong i know to not buy into that i know to not believe this thing that they're telling me about myself like i'm strong enough to take it but over time that stuff sinks in you don't realize so like it's really important like i very much encourage people like don't keep people around who treat you like shit even if you think that you're strong enough to take it you don't realize no. how how that might come up for you later and uh, like how that stuff sticks around yeah also like oh yeah it lingers mm -hmm. and why why? Because there's going to be someone out there that's like way better than this as yeah. well. Yeah. And you deserve that. And right? Like you deserve yeah, the better when person. When you're in that relationship, you're like, this is great. Mm -hmm. You absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a. Uh, I literally, my first two girlfriends ever, like my intro to dating was just mm -hmm. like, chaos i want to say yeah and i didn't realize it till i <laughs> i was like what i was like 17 in my first one and then i think i was like 19 or 20 in my second one and just like talking to my friends you know guy talk mm -hmm. and you're like talking about girls and stuff i just remember like everything i was saying i was like yeah does your girlfriend ever do this and all of them were like no <laughs> <laughs> Sam, this is messed up. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I was like, I thought, uh, I thought, I thought women are crazy. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. At that age, you don't know any different. It's like how, when you're a little kid, you don't think that anybody else's house is any different than yours. Like that anybody else's family is any different than yours. Like you just assume that it's normal. Yeah. And so those like in yeah. those early, like informative experiences yeah. of dating are huge, huge. Yeah really big we are uh near the end of our our time now sadly but uh we end by yeah. we end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment oh my god <laughs> i'm not gonna be good at this <laughs> <laughs> that's okay <laughs> that's <right>. okay <laughs> I, <laughs> secretly one of my favorite parts of this podcast is seeing how people react when i tell them i'm about to compliment them <laughs> I like when we're in the studio and I can see people like white knuckling on the the arms of the chair that they're sitting in. See the legs just going, moving. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, Sam Burns, I just think, I think you're a very warm person. Uh, that there's very like the audio went out. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, of course, of course it would. Am I back? That was so. That was perfect. Of course. I perfect timing yeah it's much easier to take a compliment when you can't even hear me delivering it yeah um 
but yeah, I think I think that you're such a warm person. Exactly. Or you, or it wasn't paused. And you were just, yeah. Ah. I think you're a very warm person. I think uh, that you have a very kind energy that comes off of you. Uh, that you feel very approachable. Uh, I also think that you're fucking hilarious. I think you're so funny, and so you hold such a unique place in the comedy scene in Toronto that like I have never seen anyone who is like you or who does what you do better than how you do it. Um, oh. I, you are so good at leaning into this like silly playtime part of yourself, but with an adult perspective, it's like a very interesting blend in your comedy. Wow, thank you. And uh, you're also contagious. Like uh, your mannerisms, um, your way of speaking, I notice it all the time in other comedians where I'll be talking to them and I'm like, you're doing Sam Burns right now. Like, oh, no. no, 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 but it, not in, <laughs> not in their comedy, not in their, not oh, in their yeah, stand up. Yeah. Like they're, like they're stealing your style more like, you know, how, like, uh, with media, like if a movie is really popular or, uh, an, a new actor becomes really popular and stuff, it just sort of like bleeds into the society. And then we all just sort of adopt these, like the pieces of, of them. You have that where like, uh, yeah, you're contagious. People enjoy like putting on <laughs> their Sam Burns costume for a minute. <laughs> and I think that's a wonderful thing. And uh, like, uh, I think that'll be uh, a great thing for your career in comedy that like you have this infectious style and, and way about you. Uh, and I cool. think that, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what comes next. Wow, that was, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate that. It's all the truth. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank oh, you. Sam, <laughs> you're so uncomfortable right now. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> That's okay. You just let it, yeah. let it sit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you just don't fight it. <laughs> Woo! Woo. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for being here and for doing this. Yeah, this is amazing. This is a... Uh... I think that you're doing, they're doing a great thing with like, thank you. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't really have maybe the, the money to do therapy mm -hmm. or, or maybe they don't have any one close that they can talk about. And I think mm -hmm. this is, you're doing a great thing talking to people. Thank you so much. Yeah. Huh. And to the listeners, go be nice to yourself and to your future self. And remember the love is everywhere. Well, it was all you need. I made that up. That's for me. <laughs>